You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. Powered by the Portland Gear Store and Guardian Games, this is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. And without further ado, your hosts, Ben and David. I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Gus. And you're listening listening to to the Diamonds Diamonds and Roses podcast. Dave, welcome back to part two. It's uh, great to be back. Um, We've got some great episodes queued up. We're uh, we're back with uh, Gus. Mr. Reachview Raptor. Um, we uh, got got some some insight into who and what he is. Uh, fantastic episode, uh, and now we're kind of transitioning into this 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 West Coast League baseball, this Raptors Raptors phase. Mm-hmm. Um, something we're going to take a serious in, uh, interest in this summer. Exactly, and I'm surprised he hasn't like ran out of your house yet. Right, right. Well, we'll, we'll see if we can't <laughs> run him off. Still waiting to be fed. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I had to call Dave right. on the way over. Hey, man, can you make me? Uh, yeah, I get a C minus for hosting, uh, <laughs> and, and that's just not on the podcast too. That's just you get a C minus for hosting, a D minus for the way that Tualatin put the numbers on. Oh yeah, the, the houses. The Jester Studio is on a road where the the addresses are all backwards and crisscross <laughs> and mixed up. It's very like. Well, the person forty six hundred. I want to. I won't give it away. But anyway, yeah, yeah. We got we got stalker fans. So yeah. yeah, you go down the street. It's like a scene out of Halloween. Yeah. Well, you got some weirdos. A bunch of kids down the street. Wondering why I'm going back and forth. Right. Yeah. It's a bunch of weirdos living here and me too. Yeah. yeah well, I'm. You know. anyway. All right. Well, let's kick back into the uh, episode and talk with our guest Gus, um, GM Richfield Raptors, new team in the West Coast Baseball League for this year. And um, Gus, let's jump back into uh, you were with the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. and at what point did whomever come and speak with you and say, "I'd like to get a team in Richfield"? Yeah. So thanks for having me again, guys. Uh, this is really uh, appreciated. So I spent uh, seven years at the Blazers, and um, in May-ish of 2018, I got a call from a good friend. We served on a Little League board at Wilshire Riverside Little League uh, together for years, and um, he said that he was uh, thinking about investing in a West Coast League baseball team. And would I want to go and meet the owner with him of the team at the time? So I went and um, ran into somebody from the Blazers there. <laughs> Although, you know what? I was Awkward. A, I'm a, no, not at all. I'm a trusted, honest soul. And hey, so um, so we started talking about what West Coast League Baseball is, what the business is like, what it requires to run a business. And I really got interested and giddy pretty fast about it but one thing i had a problem with was i just didn't see how we were going to make this work financially and business wise right not that i was you know not i'm not a rich man i'm a very normal guy but at the same time i have to pay my bills yeah and the blazers have been good to me 
so we have a long conversation i really like uh really like the guys i mean really like them think that they're straight up uh, normal operators um you know not fancy but effective so i leave and uh, my friend who was looking to invest in the product uh called me and he said what do you think and i said i think it's cute <laughs> cool choice of words yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think it's cute. Um, Vote of confidence. <laughs> but, you know, it's not about wanting to do it. It's about how in the heck would we do it? So uh, moving along and long story short, he calls me back a couple week later, a couple weeks later. And he says, look, we're committed to running this thing properly and having the right people lead, uh, be in the leadership roles. And we're not here to, um, you know, guess at this. We want some expertise at this from a sponsorship side, from a leadership side, from an operations side. Never run a baseball team, but I've been around um, enough businesses to know what logic needs to be put into a plan. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, again, I wasn't that sure yet, um, but they started coming back with a little bit of conversation. And I came back with some of my own conversation. And, uh, you know, it was, there was risk in it, I felt, but there was a huge amount of reward that was possible. And not just financially, but with happiness and lifestyle change. I've got a 17-year-old, plays baseball at Central Catholic. He's a senior, and I like to spend a lot of time watching him. And he's going to go on and play college ball. And I want to have time to do that. So um, I went ahead and said, finally, yes. And in August, um, late July, I left uh, the Blazers and started working out of my house. Uh, we're just now getting an office. We will have an office out at the Ridgefield Outdoor Recreation Complex. Mm. That's the field name. Uh, the city of Ridgefield and the school district of Ridgefield built five fields out there. Oh, wow. And a middle school. They invested a big amount of money through a bond that they had um, passed. And by the way, they're trying to pass another bond now on February 12th. So my encouragement is if you get a chance and you live out there, vote for the bond. The growth, and then part of it is the growth is so big that this bond isn't about today. It's about 10 years down the road. That's what I'm hearing about Southwest Washington. Yeah. It really is an expanding area. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So, and we're going to get into why this makes sense in Southwest Washington. But just to finish up, so the recreation, the, the, the RORC, R-O-R-C, Ridgefield Outdoor Recreation Complex built these five fields and you know part of what really closed the deal for me was when they uh, my partners asked me to go out and take a look mm-hmm. at the at the area and had I ever been out to Ridgefield and I said yeah I've been out to Ridgefield I've driven down Main Street to the boat ramp to go salmon <laughs> fishing and uh, they said no 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 drive around so I started driving around and what I saw was something that was kind of mind-boggling which was the growth the housing growth, um, the amount of housing, um, you know, it's doubled from roughly, let's say 4,000 to 8,000 or whatever the number is, um, over the last seven years. Wow. And it's a lot of housing going on out there still. So it's a area that's growing. It's uh, very passionate. And that's kind of how I made my decision, uh, which was that there was something really happening out there that was different. Mm-hmm. And this complex, this uh, field that the Raptors will be playing on and can seat, what, 2,500 people? Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, I I can, we can put in there about, uh, on, you're talking about field one, which is baseball only. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Field two is baseball and soccer. Field three is 
little league softball two fields softball and or what or little league baseball um and soccer and then you have a pure soccer field with lacrosse hmm. and then you have a beautiful football field everything is turfed and it's like i always describe to people it's the park and the fields that we all need for our kids and for the community but nobody gets it nobody nobody is offered that opportunity because nobody wants to pay for it and there's not enough land inside the city and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Being a young person in Richfield's good good time now. Yeah. Yeah. And huh. they just they have open land out there, right? Yeah. So um our field, field one, which is where the Raptors are gonna play, uh roughly about twenty five hundred, but there's room to expand with more bleachers. Mm-hmm. They probably can get me closer to three thousand. Uh we're just not trying to start there. You know, we've sold uh just over four hundred season tickets. Oh wow. so far. Good start, yeah. Very good. And uh, that just uh, shows the the desire, the want of Southwest Washington to have something out there, their own thing. Yeah. You know, Vancouver essentially in Southwest Washington was jolted twice. Once was they wanted the hops, and they weren't able to close the deal. Uh, secondly, they wanted the, what is now the Tri City Dust Devils. They weren't able to close the deal. Mm-hmm. They felt jolted by it that you know the community was ready for something like that. So when we came along, we're, first of all, backing up, when they built the park, they were looking for a tenant. And they looked at things like the Great West League. And the Great West League now is folded yep. since. Yeah. So that was a good choice. Uh, <laughs> and then they wondered about the West Coast League. And they didn't know what to do. So they called the West Coast League. And the West Coast League said the territory is owned by the owner of the Cowlitz Black Bears in Longview. That's mm. Tony Bonacci, our owner as well. And so Tony started speaking with them and they were able to agree on a 20 year plan. Mm-hmm. And the park was there, everything, the infrastructure was going to be there. And it's beautiful. I mean, these guys have not cut a corner anywhere. It's awesome. And it's just going to be a really nice, awesome site to watch a baseball game during the summer out there. Southwest, Southwest Washington is baseball crazy. Just, you know, having a kid who played ball in this area and then heading up there, that that whole area is just mad for baseball. So I didn't understand that. Great. You know, I mean, my kid went over there and played a lot, you know, during his club ball or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'd get our butts kicked, and we knew that they were good, but we didn't understand it. But, you know, um, we've got kids over there that are in college right now, uh, and, you know, I mean, first of all, let me back up. You've got the Randy Myers of the world, the Richie Sexons of the world, yeah. uh, the Alan Embrys of the world. Battleground, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. were Prairie, uh-huh. Battleground area. Battle, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but the but the current pool of players is really solid. And um, it's not as big as Seattle because Seattle just has more people, but it's just as good by the, by yeah. the population, right, by the per capita. We have uh, – we've added Daniel Copeland. He's a freshman at Gonzaga yeah. from Skyview. Brody Barnum, uh, both Brody uh, and um, Daniel played with the Pickles last year. Um, we did not steal their players. They just wanted to be home, sleeping in their own beds a, Makes mile, sense. a mile from the park. Makes yeah. sense, yeah. Brody Barnum, his dad is the coach, the football coach at Portland State. Hmm. He is a oh, sophomore yeah. at Washington State. Yeah. Big kid, big strong kid. You know, hopefully going to hit a lot of home runs. Like I told him, you're not here to bunt. <laughs> you're here to hit the three-run shot. So, um, yeah, and we're looking to add a couple more from the area um, that uh, we're about ready to sign and we'll announce soon. Um, but it's important for us to showcase that talent. 
does it make sense to market it? Of course it does because it's local. Yeah. Um, we've added a local coach to be an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Allen, coach at Richfield High School, is one of our assistants. Oh, okay. We just That's think, great. Yeah. And the, the, That's the, in-house. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it really was a, a, a good uh, move to add a local friend to the staff. Yeah. Our head coach, Chris Cota, is coming from College of the Canyons in uh, Santa Clarita, California. Been there 19 years. It's a junior college. He has fed a lot of kids for 19 years to D1 programs, D2 programs mm-hmm. in the L.A., Southern Cal area. The Cal State Fullertons, the Long Beach States, the yeah. UCLA's. Really good schools. Yeah, yeah Santa Barbara. And we have kids from all those schools that are coming. So yeah. that was our strategy was that he'd have access to the pool of, 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 co- of uh, kids hmm. uh, that were uh, from that area. Um, I just introduced the smartest kid on the, on the staff, on the roster, um, Josh Sidney from the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, a there you go. Kid. There it is. That's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah. Right? That's, that's a very smart kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? There if they go. ever check our GPA, he'll help us, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, the criteria just to kind of keep going here if it's okay yeah Yeah, the criteria uh, of why these kids are here really it's two things Uh, one mainly is that they probably feel like at some point they could get drafted Um, but they're pretty high level college players right Yeah. and they're here for their summer training to be able to further their college career Mm -hmm. but they also want to hopefully get drafted it's a it'll be a highly scouted league yeah, and we talked to Pickles' owner, oh, Alan Miller, yeah. and he had talked about um, getting them chances in and uh, swinging with a wooden bat because they have aluminum yep. in college. So right, it gives them yeah. an opportunity to get that advanced man on training. With yeah, and then you find out real quick who can put the barrel on a ball right, with yep. a wood bat. Yeah. These these nice metal bats, although they've dumbed them down now a little That's bit. Right. I can, yeah. um, you know they're pretty. They used to. They were pretty hot there for a minute. Oh, about 10, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you could bat. You know, an extra launchers. 50, 60, 70 points just because of the bats. Yeah. But yeah, the the wood bat training. Uh, Alan's run a great business, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his team at the Pickles. Uh, we really, we really hope to ha- have the kind of success he's had in a short period of time. I think he's going into his third or fourth year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, marketing angle. Is, uh, well, yeah, and it'll be great fun with it. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, you could be a great point as far as marketing because you're gonna you have that rivalry with the Pickles. Yeah, you're just essentially not necessarily across town, but you feels like it. The corridor, Ridgefield down to Corvallis, and the pickles in between. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is, is that you know part of this uh, fan base is territorial. Yeah. If you're a Corvallis Knight fan, you're on three championships in a row. Our friend yeah. Dan Siegel mm-hmm. runs that operation, mm-hmm. so I tease him. Do you always have to put the dog pile picture in every ad you do? <laughs> and he says that someday I just want a dog pile picture. <laughs> um, but you know Dan's been around for I think twelve or thirteen years with this. And just, uh, you know, we emulate a lot of his successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland has had successes. Bend has had successes. Um, you know, up north, uh, you have uh, Port Angeles, Bellingham, Victoria, Canada, yeah, yeah. Bell- uh, Kelowna, Canada, Yakima, Wenatchee, and uh, Walla Walla. Uh, obviously, Cowlitz, Black Bears, our team in Longview, our second team, mm-hmm. or our team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we hope to have a good little rivalry with the Pickles. And I think that you probably have a lot of Pickles fans that listen. So I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm happy to say it because as we've marketed, you know, we don't focus on anybody else but ourselves. But you can just see the Pickles fans every once in a while being really snotty about 
their love for the pickles, and I love it. And all I say is, can't wait for the rivalry across the river to start. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're into it, and so are we. So let's get it on. So you guys are, are, are broken now into into two divisions, six. Yeah, north and south. North and south, and so you'll play more games against your division opponents. Yeah, I mean scheduling. Yeah. You know, we're the twelfth team, so we just we just evened it out. You know, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, the league will continue to look for expansion. I'm not sure how fast it'll happen. You got to be careful. Yeah. You know, you don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, the West Coast League has been around since 2005. Mm. It has seen some teams come and go, um, but there is a majority of the teams now that are a few years in, if not ten. Uh, Callis is going on their tenth year anniversary this year. Um, Corvallis, I think, is from the beginning. But, um, you know, the business has gotten shinier. And I think part of the reason for the shininess of college baseball, you know, remember Little League World Series? Yeah. All right. It was always fun, but it was different, right? It wasn't shiny. Yeah. It's a big business now. Yeah, ESPN. Right? Kellogg's, Frosted Flakes. Sponsorships, yeah. Easton. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's TV. Right. TV alone tells you that there's yeah. some money to be made. Right. So I think college baseball is kind of what you've seen is the same thing. Yeah. The College World Series was always fun. Peony Cavillia, you know, Arkansas, uh, Oklahoma State, Miami, Texas. That was always great. But the reality is watch it now. And it's a production. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very shined up business presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that tells me is that it's a more valuable tool that the NCAA has realized they need to market, just like the March Madness. Mm-hmm. It's a mini March Madness, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that just brings values to our value to our teams, that college baseball is really important. Yeah. It's not just a throwaway. Um, and, you know, these kids are playing for a position in Major League Baseball, hopefully at some point. Yeah, we so, saw a great World Series this past year. Yeah. And, you know. What a World Series. Another World Series. And, you know, if it were for some of those plays that were made or were not made, you know, maybe it would have been a different outcome. Right. Arkansas overrunning that foul ball. Over that foul ball. Yeah. Yeah. The triangle, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's insane. So, so teams, so a few of the teams that haven't made it or have, have decided to close. Is that just a sign of the economic times, or was that overestimation? What what happened with that? The teams. Well, I mean, I think I think markets have a lot to do with it, right? Okay. Where you're at, um, you know. Um, and, and this and isn't my opinion of negativity. This is just my opinion. You have team. You had teams like Medford, Klamath Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably no smaller than a Walla Walla or a Yakima, but for some reason it just didn't grip. Gotcha. It just didn't get the grip. Um, and also, you know, we didn't, the, the league did not make the decision when those teams went away. The teams made those okay, decisions. Gotcha. But, you know, one of the things you got now because you're in Bend and Corvallis, that's the furthest south, mm-hmm. is that you're consolidated. So the travel is going to get a little easier, especially right. with Ridgefield in the mix because you're stopping now. You have Portland, Longview, Cowlitz Black Bears, and Ridgefield. Yeah. So the trip from Corvallis isn't as long, hypothetically. To go to Longview, yeah, or even worse, to go to Bellingham, all yeah, in one stop. A, yeah. So you know the travel gets a little bit better, maybe. But you know, you asked about do we play people evenly or odd because of the the the, the setup of the conferences mm-hmm. or of the divisions. Um, you know what? I don't know yet enough about the schedule to tell you every single little thing about it. Gotcha. But it's it's something we're all working through as owners and GMs to try and figure out the right stroke on it. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know yet. Hmm. But we're T- getting there. 
But tell us a little bit more about the scheduling aspect of it, because this is your first year and mm-hmm. trying to work on scheduling with other teams. Are you coordinating on a you know a daily basis at times with the other owners to set this up, or is the West Coast League itself setting it up? Yeah, no, the, we have a commissioner, Rob yeah, Nyer. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 Rob Nyer. Um, no, Rob. You know, Rob's an uh, an accomplished author, baseball books, mm-hmm. uh, ESPN guy, right? Yep. Yeah, and so we we brought Rob on. Uh, a couple years ago to help us coordinate, um, you know, what we thought was a healthy business and needed a, uh, needed an arbiter, mm-hmm. you know, not for a bad reason, but just needed one, needed somebody to make a final decision, right? So, you know, Rob has kind of taken on the schedule with a committee. And, you know, I don't look at the schedule, to be honest, and say good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was at the Blazers, with the schedule would come out, and guess what we'd look at right away? How many weekend games? How many back-to-backs? Yeah. You know, just, I don't look at it like that because maybe I'm naive right now mm-hmm. and all I'm worried about is getting my business started yeah. and rolling. So I didn't really give it much of an opinion. You know, I might ask other GMs and they might say, oh, we got a little bit toughy here. We got screwed a little bit. I, I don't look at it like that yeah. right now. I was just interested in what yeah. kind of went into the whole scheduling process, how long you were spending on it. But it's it's interesting to know that Rob and that committee are the ones dealing and handling Yeah, and, and you know, part of um, uh, what we have to look at is travel time. You know, bus drivers cannot travel more than 10 hours at a time, I think. They mm, can't drive yeah. more than 10 hours. Gotcha. So if you're going from Corvallis all the way to Kelowna, uh, you're going to have to have a second driver. Or you're going to have to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the travel uh, setup of being able to stop in uh, Ridgefield or in Cowlitz in Longview uh, or even Bellingham and then going on. to Do Victoria, you play individual it, games or do you play a series? Usually play a series. We have a couple where gotcha. we have a team. Victoria is going to come in the Harbor Cats this year for one. And then they're going to come back later for one or two. That's kind of odd. Yeah. But that can happen because of scheduling. But so usually it's series short. Three, three games. Three games. But they'll probably be within the local area, maybe, you know, with the pickles, maybe down mm-hmm. to Corvallis or something. But I'm assuming, you know, they'll be within the area at that time. So um, let's jump back. You talked about the community. Let's talk about Richfield itself because I was looking at the uh, online and it talked about coming up with a name and that how you got like 500 different naming hmm. schemes. Right, you, for, did, you did do a homework for this and, yeah. and so it was between um the high school in the area mm-hmm. and I, I can't remember what the the high school mascot was the sputters and then, sputters, sputters. Yeah. and then it was you got the richfield wildlife refuge and so it's something about like trying to Man, you know half them. the story that's awesome <laughs> you're just dangerous enough i am just a little bit um so yeah so you know we did a contest publicly to ask for names uh, for the team, and um, we received over 500 entries, which was really, I thought, good at a time in July and August when we were brand, brand new. Um, but anyway, we got uh, responses that were, yeah, a lot of potato responses, based responses, and that is because there's a huge heritage of growing potatoes mm-hmm. in the Spiders. Ridgefield area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sputters, small fry, big fry, um, yeah, yeah. mashers. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they got all sorts of chants <laughs> at football games. Deep fried, yeah. crispy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we got a lot of those. We got a lot of birds. Um, you know, raptors was a very uh, highly populated answer. 
but we did get a lot of birds sand crane hill this and you know i don't know all the birds but um and part of that is the refuge you know and the heritage of the refuge so where we landed was on raptors because of the amount of entries but also it gave us some room to operate here's why raptors is not a bird it's a it's a category of birds it's a Mm. bird of prey prey, right so that will give us a little bit of room to have some fun with uniforms with new hats uh where we could do the red hawk tail we could do an owl uh these birds of prey you're not painting yourself into a corner yeah no well and you look at we're the raptors okay that's our base but it gives us room to run a little bit where we can also maybe help the refuge raise some money by sales of merchandise yeah and special one-offs so, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of our thought, but birds were definitely a highly populated answer, like I said earlier. Um, potatoes were highly populated, <laughs> um, and we landed on this raptors. Let know. me ask you this question. And it's so, not a dinosaur, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> like a velociraptor. It's a bird of prey. Sure. <laughs> so the yeah. Vancouver area is pretty well known for the history of baseball because when we were doing our uh, history on the pioneer the portland pioneers mm-hmm. it is is that they had a lot of uh, upcoming teams especially with vancouver barracks turn of um, the century yeah turn, turn of the century, century they squads, had a baseball yeah. team there with the the soldiers over there and then you had the different groups did you get anything from something like back in the day because i know like the um the, the portland diamond project a lot of people are pushing like maybe the portland pioneers maybe in the portland mavericks but do you hear anything about the teams from that specific area from the past? Yeah, did anyone throw that out there? No, and and one of the things that I'm doing right now is that I am trying to, well, not trying, I am reached out to the Clark County Historical Museum, um, and I am asking them for the history on, mm. on, on what I can get out of there, because there is history. Mm. I just don't know it all, and we didn't get a lot when the name contest was up or, or operating, um, but... You know, we got a lot of U-Haulers because U-Haul was invented or started in Richfield. Interesting. Wow. Something new. Yeah. It's a mouthful, though. (laughs) So, no, we didn't get a lot of history on baseball and names by that method. Um, But um, we got the Strikers with a Y. That's because the first doctor in Richfield was Dr. Stryker. Huh. Someone came up with that. Interesting. Well, uh, Richfield Raptors. That'll be that'll that'll go over well with kids. Uh, they'll mistake it for Velociraptor dinosaur, right? Yep. And, and it'll it'll go over well um, with the bird community. With the bird community. I think you're, you're covering a lot of bases there. You know, and, and I like the it, idea. And it rolls off the tongue. So yeah, I yeah. like the idea of supporting the wildlife refugees because yeah. it's so close nearby, and obviously, clearly, you know, like you said, the raptor. They it's a big product, a big group of different birds. So, yeah. so your roster uh, right now, yep. what's that look like? Um, you know, we've introduced a certain amount of players. Um, we're we probably got about twenty five guys already okay. committed. You know, one of the challenges with uh, summer baseball for college um, is that you have two systems. One is you have a semester system, and one is you have a quarter system. Mm-hmm. So the semester system is out early, er. The quarter system is out late, er. And what that means is, is that we start on June fourth, but there will be probably let's just call it eight to ten kids that won't be here until somewhere around the 14th to 17th of june Mm -hmm. so we need to also shore up and every team that uh is in the league has the same situation 
which is you have to shore up the 10-day contracts, yeah. two-week contracts to start. Okay. Those kids will come on. They'll play. If they break out and have tremendous starts, you might keep them. Yeah. But you know that you're signing them for 10 days to two weeks okay. just to be able to get through that first part because the quarter system kids will not be here yet. Okay. And what about anybody that goes into the college playoffs and so on? And I mean, that probably could extend totally. into the year. That's, that's part, part of why you, you're, you know, if you have – uh, I don't want to call Oregon State out alone, but if you just using them as an example, you know, you feel like they're going to go deeper into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't remember when the College World Series ended last year. Late. Yeah. But, but yeah. So Zach Taylor, who played at Corvallis. I'm sure we're there. Yeah. Did not show up until whatever date because, um, you know, he was stuck. Um, not stuck. Let me. Let me, let me stuck winning it. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask for it to be edited. Uh, he was committed to yeah. his team, right? Yeah. So yeah, that first couple weeks can be a little bit tricky. Everybody has the same situation though. It's not just one team. Hmm. Okay. So you guys got to be flexible and be able to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. We have kids, you know, and you asked me a specific question, which is kind of the roster and I didn't try to avoid oh, that's it, okay. but you know, we have kids from Grand Canyon. Okay. Uh, we have kids from Long Beach state, Cal state Fullerton, Santa Barbara, UPenn. San Diego, Washington State, Gonzaga, Washington. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and then you get it from all the way up University of Portland, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. A pen kid. We've yeah. got a kid from Texas that we're going to introduce here in the next few days. It's going to be exciting. His brother plays at a high level in the pros. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we're not committed to one area. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to also look at how many catchers you need. We have uh, Oregon. We have Aaron Zavala. Six mm-hmm. uh, A state player of the year at South Sa- or South Salem. Probably not be happy if I didn't know that. Um, so you know we're excited. We're going to get some of these kids, these local kids too. Yeah. That you know I can see it on social media. Their friends, their family, their followers, or their old teammates, their old uh, youth co- coaches. Yeah, yeah. You know they follow them, and that's part of our success too. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's that's pretty exciting because you know you're bringing in a variety of individuals, a lot of you know local kids, but then spreading kind of spreading the wealth essentially is first spreading your wings, going out you know as far away as Pennsylvania and all the way down to Texas would be really interesting. To see um, who you introduce uh, pretty soon from Texas. Yeah. So I'll be keeping an eye on yeah, that. Look at some last names. Sure. Every Friday on social media, um, Richfield Raptors on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter were we're introducing players and uh that's the place we're breaking information and that's how i got to know these two guys Hmm. yeah exactly you know we reached out and had some back and forth communication talking about it and i'm just glad to have them on and um, get to learn more about gus and get to learn more about ridgefield raptors and you know hearing how it came about and was established and i'm really looking forward to seeing um the inaugural season thing coming out yeah. See if we can't uh, be a distraction and be obnoxious and maybe uh, maybe put our put our ugly stamp on this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm counting on that. Okay. Yeah, you just can't go well, streaking across right, the field. We'll, we'll coordinate outfits. All right okay. then. <laughs> no streaking. Wow. It's a, it's a conservative. It's a, it's kind of a conservative area. Okay. So, so Ben, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's uh, the 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 reception from Ridgefield and Southwest yeah. Washington has been uh, over the top. How good it's been. Warm. That's kind of cheesy to say, but it's the reception's just been crazy warm. 
the ticket sales, like I said, over 400 season tickets so far. We haven't even really put a push yet on mini packs on singles. Those are just now starting. Hmm. RichfieldRaptors.com, by the way, uh, is a place to find uh, all things Raptors, including ticket sales and merchandise. Um, but Southwest Washington is bursting at the seams for this. Yeah. And is it going to be perfect? No. Are we going to hit a grand slam every night? No. But are we going to, at the end of the day, really focus on servicing their family, entertainment, affordable needs? Yes. Um, The sponsorship of it is really starting to show up. And that tells me what kind of excitement there is in the business community as well. I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, it's not like it just happened the first day. You Mm -hmm. know, I had to lay a lot of seeds, had to use my old relationships had to build tell a story of what what this what the product was Mm -hmm. what it's going to mean you know there's a mission to our team Uh, everybody needs a mission i guess Um, you know ours is about uh, we're an entertainment venue that has a responsibility to be good stewards in southwest washington uh, to the community we're going to focus on a couple things with uh, our nonprofit work at first uh, in our community work Uh, one is kids Mm -hmm. that's education Part of what we just did was we just did uh, the name, the mascot contest with the Richfield School District. So that's an example. Uh, we're going to honor the school district and other school districts in yeah. Southwest Washington. The other side of kids is uh, wellness and activity, fitness, like the three of us. Um, and that is uh, going to be softball and baseball clinics, camps, okay, uh, an extension. You know, one of the things that we want to do is we want to get these kids as tightly connected to the team as we can from the standpoint of... So so your players will be running those and, and interacting yeah, with they'll help. a little bit. Yeah, yeah they'll help. A, a and we have instructors. and youth kids. Yeah, okay. yeah, we have instructors, cool. you know, that we'll have. Um, you know, one of the other things that we are a part of is a youth academy mm. uh, called Northwest Stars. And I guess I just let Secret out of the bag, but uh, we're following in some really big footsteps of Jerry Gatto. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry... Um, would like this to continue down the road for a long time and his legacy and the way he does things are something we're focused on. Mm -hmm. It's about giving kids an opportunity to play at times for the love of it, Mm -hmm. not for the only success of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is that not all kids can play because financially this thing is getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, youth sports are just insane. We've, yeah. we've talked about that on other shows, how it, it, it's pricing it, kids out. And, and it impacts and, our lives as yeah. parents too. So yeah. we totally understand that. And, and there's, a, there's a movement against that, which, yeah. you know, to make it more accessible. And more yeah. Equitable. So, yeah. you know, accessibility is really important to mm-hmm. us from that youth baseball standpoint. Uh, we're going to learn about softball as fast as we can so we can offer camps and clinics. Cool. Um, we're partnering with a, an accomplished uh, college coach in the local area for softball that can help us really do it the right way so we can offer uh, young ladies the opportunity to also get some training and Mm -hmm. some activity uh, with softball Um, but yeah I mean we want to continue a legacy of also kids that need scholarships to play because they just can't afford to necessarily play Mm -hmm. we don't exclude that there are clubs out there no names please um, that cost six thousand bucks a year Mm -hmm. some that cost thirty two hundred dollars a year um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're not worth it or I'm not going to leave that up to somebody else. That's just not who we are. Um, yeah, it takes us a certain amount of money to run our operation. But at the same time, it's really about what can we give back and what kind of legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Gatto has set a, set a big, huge legacy 
And, you know, we were talking about this before we went on the mic. Yeah. be interesting to see who the next great baseball volunteer is in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry Gatto is yeah. unreplaceable. We were, we were over at his house for, for a show, a great show. And yeah. Yeah. Great, you've got great the guy. Dave, you've got the Dave great Gassers. Guy. You've got yeah, yeah. Don Freeman. You know, you've got. These. I, wor- I worked with Don at Hillsborough High School. Did so you? I, I know. The, I know Don. Yeah. 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 Those Jack are Duns. Jack yeah. Duns. Duns. Those are great volunteers that uh, established. Uh, you know, things like uh, made Friends of Baseball possible to expand and get bigger. Old timers, mm-hmm. uh, baseball. You know, which we all went to the auction yep. recently, and something everybody should do. It's fun. It's educational, and you know what? It's old school baseball in Portland. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's these it's these uh, it's these role models that are leaving behind. You know who's going to be the next great volunteer? I'm not sure I am, but I'm going to do a little bit of a little piece of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Excellent. These are the unsung heroes. And let me right. just take a quick second to you know help people understand what I mean by that is that it's not the person that you see on TV uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers or the Texas Rangers, something making millions of dollars. I mean, these are people that are highly entrenched in their community doing nothing but wanting it to move forward, providing opportunities for children and their growth and development. But the biggest thing that I took away from Jerry was respect and respect for not only the other people that are around you, but for yourself as a person. And I mean, I came away after that interview just wanting to like bust some heads. I was so motivated by coach. Yeah, he motivates in in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. No, he, uh, it, it just can't be matched. So we're not going to try and match it. We're going to try and continue it. Yeah. Uh, with some of the basic, uh, you know, I believe statements that Jerry had, if you've ever heard them. Yeah. Uh, but they're really about tr- uh, trust, relationships with teammates and coaches and friends. It's about believing yourself. You know, baseball's a game of failure, man. You're you're failing seven out of ten times, and you're still batting three hundred and making twenty six million dollars a year. So it's a game of failure. So it requires an enormous amount of mental game to be good at it, because you're going to feel bad about yourself a lot. And he was a front runner, basically a leader of that kind of pioneer shift in baseball of getting away from this traditional coaching one size fits all model into understanding individuals and individual motivation and the psychology behind coaching and just the stuff he had to say was just. Uh, just, just mind blowing. Uh, yeah, it was revolutionary. Well, at he's the time, very, you know? he's very yeah. humble. So if he ever yeah. hear, if he ever listens to this, he's going to be cringing. Oh, I know. That we gave it more time than he'd like. But sorry, you know sorry, Jerry. <laughs> no, but he deserves it. So he does. Anyway, uh, yeah, we have big shoes to fill, and uh, Northwest Stars is going to continue with Jerry's legacy, the Northwest Coaches Conference, which mm-hmm. is 25 years old, and Jerry mm-hmm. started it with a group of guys. Um, you know, continues to educate high school coaches um, on the way to do it how to how to better train how to better communicate and uh you know so we're 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 excited we're humbled we're excited um that he trusted that our vision and our hearts were in the right place to even have a chance to um, feel decent about handing it off to somebody so Mm -hmm. we're honored Excellent. Sounds well, great. we're looking forward to continuing to support that event from whatever we can do from yeah. our, our side of things. But uh, to close this out, um, once again, where can people find you or can yeah. go get season tickets, Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, RidgefieldRaptors.com. Look, at there's a ticket for everybody. There's a $6 ticket. 
There's a $10 ticket, an $11 ticket, a $15 ticket. Where do you want to sit? Remember, I said accessibility for families is key. So there's one there for everybody. If you have a group outing, you know, and again, I'm going to do a little sales pitch for half a second. That's okay. But if you have a group outing, a family, a business that you're entertaining people, your employees, your vendors, you know what? Great night at the park. Um, We are trying to follow the fun that the West Coast League and minor league baseball has started with the goofy fun stuff on the field. Um, honoring kids, having them run around, get dirty, um, enjoy some food, enjoy a, a, a kid's beverage or an adult beverage. But yeah, uh, richfieldraptors.com. Um, you know, Facebook is Richfield Raptors. Um, and you can find us, like I said, on Instagram and Twitter as well. And thank you. I mean, this means a lot to us. We don't take this for granted. And you guys are doing uh, stellar work. Because you obviously just love baseball. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're all normal dudes, right? Yeah. Well, Ben. Except other than Ben. Ben, yeah. Well, yeah. Or Dave or yeah. I look ben. in the mirror and I oh, tell myself. I'm the only normal dude here. You, you probably yeah. are, yeah. But, no, thank you. We're honored and uh, can't wait to see you at the ballpark. And we're going to keep sharing information with you so you can get it out to your uh, to your followers. Excellent. Sounds well, great. It, richfieldraptors.com. Go check them out. Um, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Podcast Roses. Uh, check us out on uh, anything. Just go Google search us. <laughs> Diamonds and Roses Podcast. Diamonds and Roses Podcast. Yeah. We've hit over 25 episodes that we have out. Probably by the time this comes out, it's going to be like almost 30. But uh, it's been great, Dave. I mean, we've done a lot and appreciate you coming and uh, participating with me in this madness. Yeah, it's good times. Good times. Gus, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks a, lot, guys. a lot, you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Diamonds and Rose podcast. We'll be back again next week. Uh, we're going to have Nova Newcomer for um, uh, Friends of Baseball, we just talked about. So she's going to be on for the next two episodes. So keep it locked here, Diamonds and Rose podcast. And you have yourself a great date. And Dave, any last things? Um, keep listening, keep supporting, keep spreading the word. Thanks a lot. View and rate, baby. All right. <laughs> Peace out.